Hello and welcome to this first episode of Aero News Journal podcast. In the first segment of this episode, we will talk about the world's busiest routes in August 2022. As passenger demand surges, some routes have witnessed a massive traffic during last month. International aviation has made an incredible recovery since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic in March 2020. However, the ranking of the world's busiest routes has changed significantly. Let's take a look at which routes saw the most traffic in August 2022, the peak of the IATA summer season. Number 10, Bangkok to Singapore. Bangkok to Singapore is a route that is currently served by many airlines. Thai Airways and Singapore Airlines operate the most premium services on this route, while budget carriers Scoot. Thai VetJet and Jetstar operate flights in the low-cost bracket. Singapore Airlines operates up to five daily flights on this route, predominantly using its Airbus 350-900S. Scoot, Singapore Airlines budget subsidiary, also flies multiple daily flights on its Bangkok-Singapore route with the Boeing 787-8 and the Airbus A321neo. Number 9, Hong Kong to Taipei. Prior to the pandemic, the hop across the Taiwan Strait was the busiest international route, with multiple airlines flying huge wide biddies on this one-hour flight. Cathay Pacific, Hong Kong's flag carrier, operated 17 daily services on this route alone. Currently, Cathay does still fly multiple daily flights on the route, but these services are predominantly geared towards cargo. Apart from Cathay Pacific, China Airlines, Eva Air, Hong Kong Airlines, and the now-defunct Cathay Dragon all had significant market shares on the Hong Kong to Taipei route. Number 8, Manila to Singapore The eighth-busiest international route is also in Asia, between the two large Southeast Asian cities of Manila and Singapore. This route, like the two previous ones, is also operated by many airlines, both flag carriers, such as Singapore Airlines and Philippine Airlines, and budget airlines, like Jetstar Asia. Cebu Pacific and Scoot. A mixture of aircraft types could also be found on the Manila to Singapore route. These include the Boeing 787-8 operated by Scoot, the Airbus A321 from Philippine Airlines, and the A33900 of Cebu Pacific. Number 7, Dubai to London, Heathrow. Dubai to London has been one of the busiest international routes in recent years. Emirates and British Airways are the only two airlines to fly this service. Of the eight daily flights, Emirates operates six and British Airways usually flies two. British Airways flights 106 and 108 depart from Dubai International bound for London Heathrow on a daily basis. However, this is trumped by Emirates' impressive six daily A380-800 service. In addition to serving London Heathrow, Emirates also flies to London Gatwick and London Stansted, as well as Birmingham, Glasgow, Newcastle, and Manchester. Number 6, Mumbai to Dubai. Mumbai to Dubai is sixth on the list of the busiest international routes in August 2022 for two main reasons. Firstly, Dubai is home to many Indian expat workers, who do return home occasionally and therefore, the demand for a direct service between these two cities is high. Secondly, Dubai is a large transfer hub and has connections to cities on every continent except Antarctica. This allows Indians to travel to many destinations with just one connection. As a result, many airlines have services on this route, including Air India, Emirates, Fly Dubai, Indigo, 
SpiceJet and Vistara, Emirates and Air India both operate wideways on this route, including Emirates flagship Airbus 380 and Boeing 777, as well as Air India's Boeing 787-8. Number 5, New York, JFK to London, Heathrow. New York to London was severely impacted during the height of the pandemic, as the United States banned non-US citizens from entering its borders on flights from the United Kingdom and from most of Europe. This ban has now been lifted, and airlines such as British Airways, Virgin Atlantic, American Airlines, JetBlue, and Delta all compete on this route. United Airlines also flies from New York to London, but it utilizes its hub in Newark, NJ for this service. This route is British Airways' most lucrative route, as the airline operated more than 10 services daily before the pandemic. Number 4. Antalya to Moscow, Vnukovo The route connects Moscow, the largest city in Russia, with Antalya, a resort town on Turkey's Mediterranean coast. This route is operated over 10 times daily by Turkish Airlines. In addition to flying passengers from Moscow, Vnukovo to Antalya, Turkish Airlines also connects the Russian capital with Istanbul, Bodrum and Lemon. Turkish Airlines flights from Antalya to Moscow, Vnukovo generally fall into two banks. The first bank of flights leaves Antalya between 8 am and 9 am, and the second bank of flights leaves between 8 pm and 10 pm. In addition to Turkish Airlines, Azur Air, Russia's largest charter airline, also operates flights on this routing. Number 3, Dubai to Riyadh. The route from Dubai to Riyadh is Dubai's third appearance on this list. However, unlike the other two services, Emirates is not the dominant carrier for this sector. Flynas, a low-cost airline based in Saudi Arabia, operates over five daily flights, and its competitor, Flyadl, another low-cost airline owned by Saudi operates an additional four daily services. Many of the daily services are operated by Airbus 320neo aircraft. Number 2, Cairo to Jeddah. Cairo to Jeddah is another route that features the Saudi Arabian aviation market. This route connects the largest Egyptian city with the second largest Saudi Arabian city. Airlines, both full service and low cost, operate services on this route. However, Saudi, the flag carrier of Saudi Arabia, operates the most daily flights, with none of its aircraft operating the sector every day. Other operators on the route include Egypt Air, Flynas, Flyadl, and Air Arabia Egypt. Number 1, Kuala Lumpur to Singapore. Kuala Lumpur to Singapore takes the top spot as the busiest international route in August 2022. This is not surprising considering the extensive economic and cultural ties between the two cities. Before the pandemic, this city pair certainly was on the top 10 list. However, it did not take the top spot, as the Hong Kong to Taipei route usually carried more passengers. Singapore Airlines, Malaysia Airlines, Scoot, Jetstar Asia and AirAsia all have flights, and passengers can find a departure almost every hour of the day. In this second segment, we will continue talking about the increase of air traffic, but from perspective of airports, with the lifting of travel restrictions, Los Angeles International Airport has seen its international passenger numbers increase by 97%. Last July, 
International passenger traffic at Los Angeles International Airport nearly doubled from July last year. In July 20, 21, the airport saw a total of 5,561,739 passengers. This year, it saw 6,337,451 passengers. The increase in traffic can be wholly attributed to the rise in international traffic. This year it saw 1,819,942 international passengers in July. At the same time last year, it saw only 923,873. This shows a 97% increase in international passenger traffic. The airport saw a decrease in domestic traffic this year. Last year it saw a total of 4,637,866 domestic passengers in July. This July, it saw only 4,517,509 domestic passengers, a 2.6% decrease from last year. The primary reason for the stabilization of domestic travel is that the U.S. operated with minimal restrictions last summer. Now that international travel has resumed and is operating with minimal restrictions, the airport has seen a drastic increase in passengers. This year intentional travel at LAX has continuously increased as the year has progressed. In the seven months between the start of January and the end of July, passenger traffic has been up 57.2% compared to January-July 2021, not including August or September traffic. LAX has seen 36,983,913 passengers this year compared to last year's 23,529,198 passengers for the same period. During the same period, international travel has increased by 142%. The first seven months of last year saw 3,618,684 international passengers pass through LAX's terminals. This year saw 8,752,683 international passengers pass through the same terminals. While domestic traffic in July matched last year's, the first half of the year was far busier than last year's. The first seven months of 2021 saw 19,910,514 domestic passengers, while this year saw 28,231,230 domestic passengers. This summer, LAX has added various international destinations amid the surge in air traffic. It also added a new international airline. North Atlantic Airways began flying to LAX from Berlin, Germany and Oslo, Norway. The world's fifth busiest airport looks to enter the end of 2022 in one of its strongest postillions ever. The rise in international passengers shows a positive recovery from the pandemic for the airport. The industry has rebounded quickly and efficiently as restrictions have been lifted. An interesting statistic from July's traffic numbers at LAX was that the number of domestic travelers decreased from last year. In July 2021, most world governments still had strict restrictions on international travel the US was one of these. However, by this point, domestic travel was widely unrestricted. Once domestic air travel resumed unrestricted in the US, people flocked to the airports. This is why there was such a surge in domestic air travel during the summer while airports remained relatively quiet in the preceding winter and spring.
this third segment, we'll discuss a question that has been going on around aviation enthusiasts. The question is, is Qantas still the spirit of Australia? Airlines have one thing in common, they are far from perfect, but when a flag carrier makes headlines for one fault after another, does it deserve that esteemed position? Over the past few weeks, Qantas has found itself in that very situation, from poor customer service, unfair treatment of flight crew, and even flights without passengers' luggage. Qantas has been in the news for all the wrong reasons. This leads to an important question, is Qantas really the spirit of Australia? Qantas, Australia's flag carrier with an impeccable safety record, has long enjoyed a privileged place in global aviation. Qantas A Queensland and Northern Territory Aerial Services Limited A has grown into possibly the most iconic of all airlines. Kangaroo, Qantas, the red and white tail says all you need to know. Safety, reliability, and comfort are the spirit of Australia A and the slogan of its latest advertising campaign. In recent weeks, however, this slogan has been called into serious question. Despite its recent television advertisement, with an ensemble cast of the most famous Australian faces and the Qantas choir, the reality-making headlines is quite a contrast. The reader who so much as glances at Australian news would realise this truth. This reality is, in fact, enough to question if Qantas really does carry the spirit of Australia. So, does it? Before an answer is given to this potentially volatile question, one must put on their deerstalker hat. It's elementary, my dear Watson and piece together the jigsaw that is laid before us. Cracks in Qantas began to appear in the lead-up to this year's Easter long weekend. Qantas passengers could barely withhold their righteous indignation when Qantas CEO Alan Joyce found a place to blame service delays at the airports at the passengers themselves, although he quickly attempted to cover his tracks the very next day. The proverbial cat was out of the bag, stating our passengers are not match fit for travel. A spark was lit which seems to have grown into a raging blaze and media storm. The level-headed observer would wonder, quite rightfully, why such a simple statement could cause such anger. So what went wrong? The words in themselves reveal a symptom of a greater sickness of flag carrier losing its footing. Like every other airline around the world, COVID-19 hit Qantas hard. Australia's airports experienced massive drops in passenger traffic with Sydney Airport alone experiencing a 74% loss in international traffic and a 35.6% domestic loss, comparing March 2022 to the pre-COVID March 2019. Needless to say, a huge portion of that traffic would be Qantas flights. A loss of that magnitude means a similarly large financial loss for the airline, specifically $1.7 billion last financial year. In handling this loss, Qantas executives received a 70% pay cut last year, mostly withheld bonuses. The real concern is how Qantas handles the money of those given credits for their flight cancellations. Last week, the Australian consumer advocacy group Choice lodged an official complaint with the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission ACCC, over unfair terms and conditions on credit redemptions. In a nutshell. Qantas credit policy means it's holding on to $1.01 billion in credits, with only 7% of Qantas customers using their credits and 19% of its budget airline Jetstar customers using theirs. 
The actions of Australia's flag carrier are hitting its passengers hard. The poor policy means that credits can only be used for equally priced or more expensive flights. Found a cheaper flight? Looks like you'll need to pay additional money since credits can't be used for them. If calling the airline will help. Brace ah the wait times are hours long and sometimes result in a disconnection. Like a crescent moon after full. The reputation Qantas once enjoyed is beginning to wane. The final nail in the coffin, in this our opinion, is Qantas management of staff a or lack of. Passengers were already in disbelief over staff shortages. The long weekend saw entire flights leave in airports without any passenger luggage, with unions blaming this on outsourcing 2,000 ground staff. An Australian federal court found the airline did so with some intent to clear union influence from its ranks. What does the future of Australia's flag carrier hold? We can only speculate, but we are yet to be convinced its reputation of old will stand. Perfection is pretty hard to achieve, but the standards which this airline upholds are a pretty good place to start. Thank you for listening to first episode of Aero News Journal Podcast. We hope that today's episode was useful and enjoyable to you. Until next episode, we wish you all the best.